You're creating a company that you want to go to work in, and then all of a sudden the company becomes a, a part of who you are because you create this environment that you really want, and then you attract the people who also want the same things, and before you know it, that company environment turns into a culture, and then that culture helps reinforce the brand, and then all this, everything just kind of feeds into itself. Welcome to our food journey, a podcast by Hormel Foods. I'm Ethan Waters, and on this episode, we spend some time with Justin Gold, the founder of Justin's, the company famous for its nut butters, which come in jars, squeeze packs, and nut butter cups. We actually have two interviews with Justin for you. We talked with him during a hike through the foothills above Boulder, but let's start with an interview we conducted at the company's headquarters in downtown Boulder. The Justin's office is relaxed and bohemian, as you might expect. There's not a suit jacket in sight. Multiple dogs roam the office. Cold brew coffee and kombucha are on tap near reception. It's a place where locals pop in just to say hello and also grab a few free samples that are always available. If you know anything about the food industry these days, you're aware of what a remarkable accomplishment it is to create a new product, get distribution, and build a company that can support a national brand. Entrepreneurs have to withstand a withering series of rejections and work through endless technical, financial, and business roadblocks. Tens of thousands of people try to do it every year, and only a tiny percentage achieve the goal. Needless to say, we wanted to know just how Justin managed to pull it off, so we started by asking how he began his journey. So we got to get the origin story, and I know you've, you've told it a lot, a story into the legend of the company, and the whether the, it's still the same same story you told yeah. back then no, in the day. No, happy to. I'm really proud of it. So I'm living in Boulder, I'm waiting tables, I'm mountain biking, hiking, skiing, running, you know, really enjoying the life here. And, and as I'm, I'm living here, I'm vegetarian and I'm really active. And I was, you know, at the store buying a ton of peanut butter because the vegetarians, a lot of them live off of nut butters. And again, and what, right away, curiosity kicked in. Why is it that there are only two types of peanut butter? Smooth and crunchy, right? Why is it that when I buy a handful of almonds, it tastes amazing, but when I buy the only like almond butter out there, it, it was a disappointment, it didn't taste good. And you can grind your own nuts at the store, so I figured, you know, how hard can it be to make your own nut butter? So I just started making my own. And I went out with a food processor, and I would um, put the nuts in a food processor, and I would add, every, add everything from, you know, fresh banana to dried banana to banana syrup to chocolate chips to cinnamon to pumpkin spice to cayenne pepper to honey and create these concoctions. I, you know, I'd um, put, them in the, put them in the cupboard, put them in the fridge. My roommates would always steal them and eat them. And then I had to put my name on it, Justin's. And, uh, and after a while, my roommates were all like, man, these are really great. Have you ever thought about selling these you know, at a store? So I ended up getting these food processors. And you know, it's really easy to, to make nut butters at the, at the stores. I'm like, okay, how hard can it be? Let me try this myself. I was just really curious if I could do it. You created a brand that uh, has personality. It is your personality. It's, you know, it's Justin's. I'm curious to get you to talk just a little bit about the, the, the value of doing that in this day and age when the customers seem to expect that authenticity and uh, personality and the, the difficulties of keeping that going maybe and that sort of the personal weirdness of having your personality so associated with a product that everyone knows. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's been crazy. I didn't, I didn't understand the value 
of a brand persona per se. You know, if this was just called Colorado Nut Butter, right, or Boulder Nut Butter, it wouldn't have the same charm, the same charisma, the same authenticity as it does by putting a name behind it. And I didn't think about that. I, it just kind of evolved into Justin's. Originally, my original product was Paragon Peanut Butter and then Paragon Nut Butter. And none of my friends knew what Paragon meant, right? Paragon is a natural model for perfection. And so I thought, oh, well, this is like the natural, the, the pinnacle of peanut butter is Paragon and this is what we'll be and it'll be great. And no one got it. It was like, you know, it was like an inside joke and no one was on the inside. And so, uh, so it just became Justin's because I was writing my name on the jars. And the benefit is that, and then, and, then, and then when you start your own company, right, you're in control. You're creating a, a company that you want to go to work in. And then all of a sudden, the company becomes a, 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 a part of who you are because you create this environment that you really want. And then you attract the people who also want the same things. And before you know it, that company environment turns into a culture. And then that culture helps reinforce the brand. And then all this, everything just kind of feeds into itself. I love that idea, that virtuous cycle that goes around and, and creates, goes back into the brand, back into the business. I'm wondering if it comes all the way back around to your personal self, that the brand in some ways keeps you truer to those beliefs that you put into the business that because you come to work at the business every day, remind you of the, the best self you wanted to be. You nailed it. Your brand becomes your idealized self, you know, and it's, and the, the, <laughs> that's the blessing. The curse is, you can't have a bad day. You're not allowed. You know, if you have a bad day, you have to leave it at home, but you can't share that with your family. You gotta like tuck it away. And so, you know, being your idealized self for the brand means that you've gotta bring your best day every day, which is inspiring and is awesome and it's exhausting, but, um, but you nailed it. Yeah. So you were kind of at the vanguard of like a remarkable uh, innovation and energy into the food business. Now there's, you know, tens of thousands of new brands every year coming to market. How it's different from when you started to now? What's interesting is the rules have changed, right? It's the same game, but the rules have changed. And what I did 15 years ago might still work today, but it probably won't, right? And so, you know, the, the, the tried and true method of you know, you start at one store and you grow to five stores and then you get to 15 stores and you, then you're in a region and then from a region you grow, you know, out regionally and then nationally. You take 10 years to kind of get there. I don't think it's going to work today. And the other thing is these retailers, you know, there's, there's so many brands that are infiltrating, you know, so quickly that they can't bring them all in. They can't give them each a, a shot. So they really have to pick the ones that they think are gonna drive sales. And at the end of the day, these retailers are out there to, to turn product and make money. Where it's really amazing is the whole direct-to-consumer market. And so where a brand can really build out their consumer base, their story, their authenticity, their culture, and share it and communicate it and build a brand is online, going direct-to-consumers. And that's kind of what scares me the most is is that's where competition's gonna come. I'm not gonna see it at a grocery store. By the time I see new competition at a grocery store, it's probably too late. You know, they have all this momentum by sharing their story direct to the consumer, and, um, and that's where the game has changed. So it's really exciting to see brands, 
that are building this social awareness and really connecting to other consumers online, which is what we're really trying to get better at. And, uh, and so I tell a lot of young brands, you got to do both. Great. So you've gone uh, from needing mentors to becoming a mentor for other people. I'm curious what advice you have for young entrepreneurs, food entrepreneurs. Uh, what mistakes do you tell them to watch out for? Um, what do you tell them when people come to you for advice? So what I always tell young, or, or anyone, not even young folks, anyone, is when you find someone who has something that you really desire, and it could be something from you know, starting and running a successful business to managing people to you know, having nice things, whatever it is that you really want, is you develop a friendship with them first. And then that friendship leads to a sense of trust. And then the trust will lead them, lead them down a path of giving you advice. And then you have to decide if the advice is good or not. So you got into the food business because you wanted to make a difference. You wanted to see a food system that was ethical, sustainable, equitable. You've gotten more experience. You now have partnered with Hormel. How optimistic are you that as a culture we're going to make the right choices and we're on a good path? Do you, do you wake up at night worried about it? Or are you, of course. Yeah. yeah. But are you optimistic at the end of the day that changes are being made? At the end of the day... It all comes down to the consumer, right? The consumer drives everything. And if consumers decide that they want products that are mission-based, founded in you know, deeper principles and values than just you know, the bottom line and earnings for investors, then consumers will buy the products that support those values and those values will continue to grow and infiltrate larger organizations and those companies will succeed and those values will trickle down and they'll hopefully help stimulate you know, uh, communities and environmental you know, uh, uh, impact. It'll impact the communities, it'll impact the environment, and it'll impact the companies because their bottom line will continue to grow. If we don't win, then everyone has the right to say, hey, look, what you're doing isn't working. The vision you guys have for the future of food isn't, isn't reality. But if people continue to, to support Justin's and we continue to grow, and then not only do we have a voice, but we have credibility, and that's where real change can occur. And so right now, we just have to walk the talk. As you can tell, Justin is passionate about the environment and the outdoors. So we wanted to learn more about how his connection to nature informed his innovative approach to the food business. It seemed a shame to have that conversation in an office. So while we were in Boulder, we arranged to meet him and his dog, Moby the Dobie, on an early morning hike. We met at the Centennial Trailhead not far from town when the sun was just coming up. Look at this sunrise coming though. Oh cow. Is this your everyday morning routine? No, I'd say this is my weekly routine. Right. I get the feeling that you're ty the type of person that gets inspiration and ideas while doing this sort of thing. And I know you've told stories about that. And do you know what it is about like getting out and moving your body in nature that like, makes your brain fire up and think creatively? Yeah. You know, it's. I think there's a lot of things. I think. When you're in nature, there's a sense of 
of freeness, which I'd say is comparable to the entrepreneurial spirit. And I will say that just even moving, you can get some great ideas just because you're out, you're moving. And on a treadmill, it's very linear. So your thinking is very linear, right? Whereas when you're out trail running, you're free flowing, it's very dynamic. And so I think that really leads to a lot of dynamic thinking. It's almost, it's not like dream logic, but it allows your brain to go in sort of different, you know, I don't know, connects different parts of your brain or allows it that sort of lateral associative thinking that you're sort of thinking around issues and problems as opposed to going straight at them. Yeah, no, it's agreed. a very hard thing to describe, but. That is gorgeous. The light of lights hitting that right now. Yeah. Boulder has this really entrepreneurial, innovative, let's say, uh, lifestyle. Yep. Because so many people move out here, or live here, I should say, for that very reason, that the environment, the setting, provides this entrepreneurial, free-flowing, creative atmosphere that a lot of companies have plugged into. This area is called Red Rocks Cathedral, and as soon as the light hits it, it's gonna turn blazing red. I have to admit, I've been taking all this for granted. I forgot how pretty it is. It is nice to show people your city, you remember what, yeah, right? what's special about it. What's really fun about living in a community like Boulder is a lot of business meetings take place on hikes or on bike rides. So instead of, you know, classically going golfing, you can kind of research what kind of activities, you know, people enjoy that maybe you want to get to know. And so there was one mentor in particular that I really sought his advice and found out he was a big trail runner. So in order to not interrupt his life, I kind of integrated myself into it. And so I found out that he likes to run a particular trail. So for a meeting, I recommended that we run that trail. And, uh, and that turned into a really wonderful just friendship and uh and we run the trail many times together which has been a lot of fun you know i'd say that justin's as of today is a manifestation of me and i'd say that boulder and colorado in general is a huge part of who i am so i would have to say that Boulder in Colorado is a huge part of the company. God, what a nice day. Oh, and now there's a rainbow. What are you, did you set all this up, man? I did call in a few favors. <laughs> yeah. It's good weather. You couldn't have done a double rainbow for us? Yeah. That wasn't? You know, there is. If you stand right here, you can see both of them. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Only because you asked, Ethan. Oh, man, I see it. You know what's funny is I've probably run this I don't know, 80 times, 200 times. 
and I've never seen a rainbow here. This may be one of the prettiest rainbows I've ever seen, too. It's Wow, you can almost see the whole rainbow. Justin, are your kids getting an understanding of what you do in the world, and are you sharing the sharing that that idea with them of what you create and what you have created, and as they grow to understand yeah, who you are? Yeah, great question. Yeah, they don't get it yet. Yeah, you know, one of the reasons why it was so important for me to stay so involved with the company was I want my kids to grow up being proud of the company that yeah. their dad created and not just watch it change into something that maybe yep. I wouldn't be as, as proud of. Right. And so one of my motivations is just to do right by them. So what I do is I have three points in, on this run where I do a meditation and one of them is the tip of that rock I do a meditation. The other one is up. It's kind of where that rainbow ends. It's where I do another meditation. Then I end the meditation by just thanking the community. On this side, I thank the mountains. Right. And on that side, I thank the people. Right. And, and it's just really just giving gratitude at that moment. And I, and I use it for, for everything, for business, for being a good father, a good husband, a good citizen, um, all those things. God, it's so pretty. So tell me a little bit about the decision to partner with Hormel Foods. Our biggest challenge was around food safety and food quality. So having that kind of mentorship was really important. And so now you, you, now you have an opportunity to really change the world through scale. I mean, now you have tremendous resources around innovation, around scaling, around food safety and quality potentially around marketing, you know, and even a sales organization. You can really reach a lot more people. I'm proud of you guys. Coming in from sea level, wearing civilian clothes. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed our conversation and hike with Justin Gold. Uh, please join us again on our Food Journey podcast. For more about Hormel Foods and our engagement with our customers and partners, please visit hormelfoods.com.